Welcome to this episode of Raw Health Rebel podcast. I am very excited to do this podcast and equally a little bit nervous because I have to confess it's probably one of my most controversial topics yet. Um, I have two very special guests on here discussing natural law and of our food choices, um, particularly with regards to eating meat. Now, I realise this may trigger some of you and I hope that the, um, the podcast comes across with the good intentions behind it and gets you just thinking and reflecting. We talk so much about the health benefits of our food choices and there's so many different diets and so much discussion out there about what we should or should not eat based on what's good for us. But there's very little discussion on actually the morality behind our food choices. So I really hope you can open up to this. If you get triggered, that's a good thing. Always remember what triggers us is our greatest uh, educator and shows us perhaps what we need to look at. Um, I'd be really interested to hear your thoughts and please remember behind this there is absolutely no judgment whatsoever. Um, Whatever your food choices are, we are all individuals in this realm. Sending much love and please let me know what you think. Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's let's go for it. So, thank you for coming on, both of you. Um, so this is slightly different from other podcasts I've done and the topics we're going to talk about. But I like to uh, give people something to think about. So we're going to talk a bit today about natural law and meat eating and how that fits into natural law. And I've got Dave. Do you prefer Dave or David? Dave's fine. Yeah, yeah. Dave's fine. Uh, and your Instagram account is Truth is the Golden Rule. Um, we've got um, Chad Kilgore, who many of you may have listened to him before because he's been on a few times now and co-hosted. So thanks for coming back on. So, Dave, would you mind introducing yourself? And also, why is your Instagram account called that? Um, if you can just explain to people and, yeah, just give a little brief intro, that'd be great. Yeah, um, well, I'm a 44-year-old Californian and um, I... I used to have an account called The Organized Earth that got deleted at 60,000 because I was covering conspiracy theories and all these rabbit holes over the years and uh, a lot of a lot of topics on um, that, you know, they don't want out right now, <laughs> especially since the start of 2020. Um, you know, what's in vaccines and, and uh, um, you know, the germ theory fraud and all that kind of stuff. So that discussing those topics is what got my account deleted. And, um, but I've covered everything from geoengineering to the veganism thing and all that. Anyway, so I got whack uh, last year. And uh, so I created a new account called Truth is the Golden Rule. When I was thinking of like what accounts I want to start, um, I was thinking, well, what is really the most important thing? Because there's a lot of philosophies out there and all these things, but really it's just the golden rule, like treat others how you want to be treated, right? That's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the one rule we, we, we can, that, that is the truth, you know? Um, so I just feel like that's a good kind of motto to, to stick by. Yeah, I love that. Treat others as you want to yourself, definitely. All and sentient it- beings, all sentient beings. That's the And that's the one thing that these freedom movement truthers don't get. It's all sentient beings, and that gets into natural law. And we can, we can dive in whenever you're ready. Yeah, no, definitely. And Chad, do you want to reintroduce yourself for anyone that hasn't listened to the previous episodes? They need to go and catch up. Sure. But yeah. Sure. My name is Chad Kilgore. Um, 
yeah, I only recently, I would say probably in 2019, really came online to most things. Um, so I'm not going to say I'm an OG veteran, been woke since I was born type person. You know, I just recently came online to uh, the truth of um, what's actually happening in our world and that we actually live in an insane society. And uh, most things are upside down, including the way we eat. Um, so I don't think we should draw the line at like, well, we've been lied to about everything, but surely not the way we eat, you know? Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm an artist and, um, um, truth seeker, I guess, family guy, I have three little ones running around and, uh, we live in rural Missouri. I tried to get Dave to move out here, but he won't do it. I guess he doesn't like the Missouri humidity. I got to get rich first. I got to get rich first. And I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Yeah. Dude, that, we, we can talk about out that. There's probably half a million, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But, but the, the stuff I'm learning about the mortgage fraud and ways we can, we can get that back oh, and H, HJR 192, all debts are prepaid. We create money with our signatures. That's a whole other topic, maybe for another podcast, but um, yeah, yeah re researching some, some big things there. So it's unlimited, yeah. isn't it? Cool. What you realize, I think, in every area <laughs> that things aren't what they seem. How how long ago yeah. would you say did you wake up then? So Chad's a relative newbie, like, or was it certain areas or that you woke up? I think, like, for me, it was health. And then it was perhaps only in the last couple of years it was other things. So it's like we've all come at it from different angles at different times. What, what about you? Uh, 24, no, 2012, 2012, I, I started my awakening in January. I had a UFO sighting. It was crazy. It was a black oh. triangle. I saw it in the middle of the sky and uh, it de dematerialized. It, it was a black triangle and it just completely dematerialized. <laughs> and I uh, wasn't on drugs or anything. I was, I was like, going to My lunch break. Yeah, hold, no, no, no. Hold up, Dave. Knowing what <laughs> we know about the earth, what do you suppose that was? I think it was some sort of maybe TR3B, like the, they have these like military crafts that are like uh, black okay. triangles. And yeah. uh, I, and it's crazy because I researched that and I found that there was other sightings, other people who had had these sightings are in California and yeah. Texas and the, and the UK at the time. If you research 2012 uh, black triangle sightings, you'll see oh, that other people had these sightings. Yeah. So I saw so you thought it was military probably. Yeah. I thought it, it seemed like some sort of paranormal experience, something that mm -hmm. was not of this dimension. That, that, that's what it seemed like at right. the time. It, it was something that um, was maybe an interdimensional craft that had appeared and disappeared. That's, that was what my, my instinct said. Um, and, and after that, the, the resulting years after that, I had other UFO experiences that were crazy. I'm talking like huge orange orbs. We saw a giant orange orb on uh, New Year's Eve the next year right in our backyard and other people in California saw it too. And, um, and so like, I'm not the only person seeing these things, but th these sightings got me going down the rabbit hole of, of trying to figure out what I had seen. And it took me to a whole other level of consciousness that there might be some other beings out there or something. It just got me into other things. And, and while I was researching those, those topics of just what else is out there and maybe we've been lied to about other things and other, um, I got into chemtrails. I got into vaccines. I got in, I just started going down all these rabbit holes. And around the same time, my sister also sent me slaughterhouse footage that uh, completely destroyed me. And uh, it still does to this day. I think, I think slaughterhouse footage is, is the most uh, 
crucial footage that people need to see because that's where their food comes from, right? Hmm. Um, but it destroyed me. I literally cried for an entire day. <laughs> I was at work crying. Um, and uh, I just switched it off right then. I can't take part in that. I can't believe I was taking a part in that for all my life kind of a thing. And um, it was around the same time I started making Organite. So like 2012 UFO sighting and then and then researching rabbit holes and then veganism and organite and then just kind of propel me into who, who I am today. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a lot to contend with. I love that though. What I, um, I, I want to actually ask you about the more about the UFO sighting, but for now, let's, yeah. let's stick to the, yeah. I um, love how this has started. Yeah, I know. It's like, wow, <laughs> I could go off on a tangent already. Um, massively. Right. Um, totally. But it is, it, yeah, what you've said, I, once you start going down rabbit holes and start looking into certain areas, you realize, well, actually, you're so right. If this isn't what I've been told, why isn't this other area? Um, but I'm really interested to talk to you both because you have both made the decision in adulthood to like stop eating meat. I actually stopped when I was a child. So over 30 years ago, I just did not, could wow. not tolerate eating it. I felt like I was eating death. And I just remember one day thinking I can't eat this um so for me it's kind of always been there but it's and I've just kind of what's the word suppressed it you know the fact that that's just the way the world is that other people just accept it but it's really refreshing to hear actually that other people are waking up you know later to the fact that it's not um not a nice thing to do so I think it'd be really interesting to hear in the what is how meat eating fits in with natural law? But some people that are listening might not actually know what natural law is. I think if you ask the average person they, that is perhaps a bit awake, they might think it's more common law. They don't necessarily realize it's something completely different. So would you mind just explaining a little bit, you know, what is natural law in itself? Yeah. Well, well, Chad, I know you've been you've been doing podcasts with your buddy Remy, right? Remy Vega. Mm -hmm. And you guys you guys yeah. have been discussing natural law a lot. So if you want to started off on what your understanding of natural law is I, I i think you've been diving pretty deep into there uh okay. recently yeah so yeah? natural law are the laws on earth that govern the consequences of human behavior right so you know a lot of people assume that the only laws that we have on earth are like gravity or things that you know visible laws you can see because we're all most people are just in a rational mind right and they don't understand that to every action, there is a reaction, right? There's a cause to every effect. And that not, is not only in like your individual life, but as we're all acting like animals and um, in irrational ways, you know, we're going to get that, that reaction back to us on the aggregate scale of all human behavior. So Natural law is just basically the laws that going to give you the consequences of your actions. Totally, totally. Yeah. So <clears throat> natural law is, is really, you know, God's law is this, the, the, it's the immutable governing co um, conditions of, of human behavior. I've taken so many notes over the years and I've learned a lot from Mark Passio. So if anyone's looking to learn about natural law, he has a three hour seminar he put on uh, that's on YouTube. And he actually put the seminar on before he went vegan when he was heavy carnist. So he wasn't really able to connect the dots at that point when he made this natural law lecture. But uh, natural law is the it governs the 
behavior of human beings. It's uh, these conditions that govern the behavior of human beings. So it's moral law. It's God's law. And God can be whatever you spiritually think God is. But there are laws that come from God. And these are moral laws on how to behave and how to treat other sentient beings. And it really comes down to the golden rule. It's simple. Um, and if you don't, if you violate the golden rule, if you violate the property rights of another sentient being, then you're, you're not in harmony with natural law. And then that effect, that cause that you created is going to have an effect. And through various hermetic principles of natural law, one of them is correspondence, which I talk about a lot. And it's like as above, so below. So microcosm to the macrocosm. If you violate this sentient being's rights, that in effect will come back to you. It's just the way it is. It's, it's like a boomerang effect. Um, whereas if you are the opposite, you're respecting the fundamental substantive rights of all sentient beings, that's going to come back and be mirrored to you as well. And your rights will be uh, honored. Uh, that's the way it works. It's, it's karmic law. So it's, it's, it's basically there's these hermetic principles of natural law. And these hermetic principles are uh, mentalism is the, where everything starts in the mind. This is just a big mind computer simulation and that might be hard for people to believe who are stuck in the physical everything's physical i can i could touch everything everything is really just uh vibrational frequencies and there there our mind puts certain things together to make everything seem very physical and, and not spiritual but really everything is just a hologram we're we're just spiritual beings inhabiting these these meat suits right and um so there's laws <laughs> that can that that um we have to follow if we want to if we want to fall if we want to be in line with the creator's laws if, if we don't and you want to follow the fallen ones laws then you can go do that but there's going to be consequences um but there's mentalism is the first one everything begins in the mind you have to have the knowledge you have to know that your mind creates reality okay and then there's correspondence there's polarity there's gender there's vibration um and so there's these various laws but Cause, of it, cause and effect is another one that Chad mentioned. And so they, there will be an effect for every cause. And people don't realize that by funding slaughterhouses and creating demand, just by going down to the supermarket and grabbing a steak, that has an effect because you're keeping slaughterhouses in business and you're funding evil. And you're, that violates the, you know, so even though you're not the murderer, if you pay them a hitman, you're still guilty, right? And this is what people don't realize at all. And this is like plaguing our society is no one takes responsibility for the actions that are causing, causing harm to other people. Um, but to answer the question and summarize it, natural law is moral law and it's God's law. And it's about property rights. It's property rights. And you have the right to own and defend your property, which is your body. We can't really own anything. It's everything. It's God's world. We can't own anything. We're just here sojourners. We're inhabiting things. Um, we're possessing things, but we can't own anything. And this gets into trust law, why trusts were created, because really the, the grantor of every trust is really the, the, he who creates it. And since we haven't created any of this, we can't control it, right? But we can be a trustee. And manage it <laughs> and and so so everything is trusts and that's a big thing to, to to learn if i could just plant that seed in subconscious of everyone that everything revolves around trusts and managing and controlling property but we can't own it, anything that god owns everything because he created everything he who creates it controls it so 
natural law, it's moral law, and it's also about property rights, and all sentient beings have the right to their property. It's their property, possessive, their property. It's their body. You can't take their body away from them, just like someone can't come take your body away from you and your rights, okay? And so what we're seeing in, in with this scamdemic and everything is, is people's property rights are being infringed on. They have to put this mask on. They have to put, inject themselves with this. They have to inject their kids with that. That's a violation of natural law because it's their property and they can, they are, you know, they, they can defend their, their property rights. So it also just goes down to the animals as well, because if animals have moral um, value, like our dogs do, our pets do, or our chickens or backyard, whatever, if those animals' lives have moral value, then all the, all the animals' lives have moral value in the slaughterhouses too. So these are all violations and it's all stemming back to carnism and vampirism, which is basically this new movement that's anti-vegan and says that we have the right to kill, kill any being we want because we think we need it to be healthy. <laughs> yeah. How much... How much of the mindset, I guess, do you think is um, a total disconnect from nature? And then also, like, I think people, even if they've heard of natural law, they don't like take it into themselves, like on a truly like spiritual level and like align themselves with it rather than trying to, um, I guess, see it as something as a, a boundary that, you know, keeps them caged in so they can't have total free will or something like that you know what i mean i think i think more people need to learn what it is and that it's actually made for our benefit so we can discover what what right and wrong is and what the boundaries are and what not to push i think that's that's why they're actually put in place not as a detriment to human behavior but as as a way to enhance you spiritually and in the physical world completely agree it's it's all spiritual it's all spiritual that's what as uh, you know in my journey i'm learning just everything is spiritual and everything that is spiritually um rooted manifests here in the physical you know and and natural law is just one of those natural law is one of those uh, again trust trust law is another one that I'm, I'm really learning is absolutely huge um that gets into other stuff like uh, money and property and trusts and i mean um uh, property owning property and all that kind of stuff private versus public so the, the you know the rabbit hole is pretty deep but at the same time it's pretty simple it's just it, it's it's um you know as a spiritual being you are held to a higher standard than the animals out there our, our animal companions um you know the birds in the trees and stuff that's part of nature they do what they have to do to survive they're they're absolutely one with nature but they're not held to the same standard that we are since we have higher capacity for understanding uh right from wrong you know and that's really what natural law boils down to is if if it's in harmony with natural law it's right and if it's violates natural law it's wrong well how do you decide what violates it's just if you have property rights violated and it's in your sentient being that roams the earth you know that's it you know so um the problem is there's a it's, there's a term called anthropocentric anthropocentric we got to look that term up and it's the it means that human beings feel that they're superior to all other life forms so anthropocentric the anthro, the standard american anthropocentric male or female is what we see we live we live amongst 
just people that feel that they, because they're a human and it says in the Bible, it says in the Bible that this meat is unclean and that, you know, blah, 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 uh, that, that they have the right to go murder animals, you know? Um, so anthropocentric is a good one to look at. And that's largely the, the mentality of humans, like you said, because everybody's in that dominator mentality, whether it's like personal relationships or, you know, they're, their job or whatever it is, you know, animals for sure. And, you know, they're just here for our, for our, uh, to exploit, you know what I mean? Like, and that, and I think all this, a lot of this ties back to people, the people still believing like evolution and stuff like that. We've, we've just evolved out of animals. And so, you know, we're all just lucky to be here. Let's exploit and rape earth as much as we can. You know, these cows, you know, let's get them as fat as we can so we can slit their throat and then, eat on it for a year or whatever you know i think a lot of it is that dominator mentality that that is in our culture just rampant in our culture rather than coexisting and trying to co-create with god and earth we try and dominate for our own ego and own personal gain can i ask you both the question when when did you both stop eating meat or like change your mindset on this was it Dave, you said like you saw these slaughterhouse uh, videos. Sounds like maybe the natural law piece came later. Was there, yeah, how did you both decide and make the decision? Yeah, 2014 slaughterhouse footage for me. Um, And I had seen, you know, I just never put it together that that I was, uh, that meat eating came from just absolute pure evil. Um, it, It just, you know, as a professional athlete, we had trainers that would say, you know, you got to get a bunch of animal protein. You need protein, protein, protein. And uh, so I just thought it was what you did. In my mind, I pictured it was just like those cows you see roaming in the field, like when they got older and they just died of natural causes, they would just chop them up. And, you know, that's kind of what I saw in my head. You know, I never, but once I saw slaughterhouse footage and how demonic it was, I mean, absolutely demonic, demonic, meaning um, just absolute pure evil to treat an innocent innocent being that way who's terrified um so then i stopped yeah i stopped in 2014 went cold turkey and um pretty much cheese at the same time too because then i started seeing videos on how the dairy industry is how they steal the babies from the mother cows and um and then chop the babies up for veal uh or just turn those those babies into milk machines as, as just like their moms and uh so then I researched the health benefits of veganism and like, I was like, and it's healthier to just focus on whole plants and it's better for the environment. Okay. This is a no brainer. That's when I turned into getting a lot of like hats, like fuck me and all these like shirts and everything. I just was like, this is the way to go guys. And uh, so, yeah, that's my kind of my origin. It's uh, it's interesting actually hearing you say that because my mom, she turned vegetarian when she was four because she went with her uncle on a work trip and he stopped at a slaughterhouse and took my mum when she was four years old and she said she was so traumatized by what she saw she never touched me again and it's interesting because I think that was their I don't know if it was ancestral trauma passed down because I just didn't never wanted to eat meat my sister never wanted to eat meat and my kids don't want to eat meat like without me you know influencing them at all they just naturally haven't wanted to so yeah I think luckily I haven't had to see that firsthand but 
there was definitely something that resonated with me that I just never wanted to eat it. Chad, what about you? My wife and I have kind of flirted with just being vegetarian for, I think, twice we've done it. Like maybe 2014, you know, we'd watch a documentary or something. And then for like three weeks, we would not eat meat or something like that. But then... (laughs) I started listening to Mark Passio stuff and then I watched Earthlings. Dave, did you watch that one? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. I haven't watched I mean, that. Absolutely brutal. But, um, you know, and it just started like we would have some, you know, some kind of meat and it just like, it felt weird. Like whenever it was on, on my plate, you know, like, uh, I don't know. I, I guess it just, it stopped resonating with me, I guess, the more I learned. And I also want to preface with, like, I realize that I'm not perfect because we, I still eat dairy um, and eggs and things like that. And so I don't want to, like, speak, like, from my high horse or something like that. But I am acknowledging that, you know, it's something that I need to work towards. Um, because like Dave said, you know, it's an absolute um, catastrophe what they're doing with dairy and stuff like that. And mm. I don't want to be a part of that. And, um, so it's also a process, you know, for me, me, I just decided after, I don't know, not long after watching that documentary, probably I was just done with eating meat and it really hasn't even been hard at all. Like, I don't, I don't miss it. I don't smell a steak and then be like, Oh man, I wish I could have that. (laughs) You know, it's, um, so I just wanted to say that I acknowledge hundred percent that absolute, I mean, hundred percent absolutely murdering a being is that's black and white to me you know and then you know i just wanted to say that i'm also um sympathetic towards people that are uh at least acknowledging that and Mm. transitioning or working on it or you know what i mean because i don't think it's for some it's not going to be an overnight thing because the cultural programming is so fucking deep and everywhere you go the meat is the is the main ditch you know if it's fast food or if it's you know even mom's home cooked meal yeah it's like centered around some type of meat so it's like Mm -hmm. it's easier said than done but you know um it's something that i think we should all work towards i think it's worse than the well it might have changed but whenever i went to the u.s I was shocked at how difficult it was to find vegetarian food. Like my cousin lives in um, LA and I've been to the US quite a lot of times. And I was like, there just was never anything vegetarian, like not even a shitty veggie burger. You know, it's like, I just <laughs> yeah. eat chips basically, which is like, or, you know, Fries. When, yeah. yeah, when I was younger, I was like, where do I get um, decent food? But I don't know if it's changed or not, if it is easier nowadays to get stuff. But um, actually, I want to ask you a, a couple of things leading on to sort of the vegan label and the Bill Gates agenda and the vegan bashing out there, because like there seems to be, you know, a flip side now of this people saying that actually it's really unhealthy to eat vegan and vegan food when you look at the cult, the agriculture of soya bean farming and everything else that it's really bad for the environment so just to bring up some of those counter topics Gosh, so yeah i mean there's always going to be people getting good news about their bad habits right and then running with that good news and then with anything dude <laughs> yeah with anything anything yeah yeah you can yeah. find somebody yeah 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's all social media is like, you could find someone who gives you good news about your bad habits. You know, you could say you could find people saying that fluoridated fluoridated water is good for you. Um, As long as it confirms your preconceived notions and belief system. Vaccines are safe and effective, right? Right. So yeah, does that mean they are? No, because it just means that you're your your belief system has been confirmed or affirmed and uh, therefore you feel better and your ego feels better um this comes down to a lot of of ego and and conditioning and programming and some people just simply cannot unprogram and unlearn and uh that's the bottom line and it it comes like chad said a, a variety of topics veganism or this topic in general is just one of them comes down to like flat earth understanding that Things are more different. It's not just about gravity. It's actually more about buoyancy and density. And everything we've been taught is mostly uh, indoctrinated to us. So we see the world a certain way. And it's the way that we view the world, our perception, that benefits the elites. If we see the world within a, in a place of lack and, uh, and um, scarcity, then, then they can raise the prices on us. And we're going to continue to pay for that because we believe there's lack and scarcity out there. But if we realize that that God has pro- provided abundance towards us and uh, we can grow our own food and we can save our seeds and then keep replanting them. And then there's all these tricks to use to replant in this and that and then um, growing indoors, growing the vertical. I mean, there's so many ways to, we can grow our own food that doesn't rely on Bill Gates and the, and the freaking that system, you know? So it's just a complete nonsense cop out to say that Bill Gates and the new world order agenda, they want you to go vegan. They don't want you to go vegan. They want, you to eat their bug burgers and GMO burgers. And, it, and I've said this a million times, it's a GMO agenda. They obviously want to get you, they want to disconnect you from your spirit, your soul, and, uh, and make you just some sort of transhumanist hive mind uh, subhuman, you know, so they can control you m- more. You know, it's like the movie, The Matrix. We are batteries to them, to, the, to these mm-hmm. globalists, these elites. We're batteries and uh, and uh, we're just seen as energy sources, you know. So when we're trans, we're merged with machines, and we we, you know, uh, we're our divinity is, is sucked out of us. And when we that happens, then we're just you know easily controlled and uh, more on their level, programmable, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it just comes down to belief systems and programming. And uh, if we grow our own food and we have foodscapes where we're trading with our neighbors, like who have these guys have a bunch of tomatoes and I have a bunch of cucumbers and, and this guy has beans and, and all this stuff. Um, then that's, that's really what we, we should be doing, but um, they're just correlating the, the, the actual real veganism, which is, which is a, a moral stance against injustice um they're correlating that with this gmo agenda of uh you know uh globalist agenda of eating these gmo foods um that are fake meat and all that kind of stuff that that's not no real vegan i know i don't really know that many real vegans to be honest but uh ever says yeah go eat your bill gates burger you know what i mean it's just again it's these harness who are getting the carnists are getting good news about bad habits and these elites these guys are blood drinking psychopaths you know, these are blood drinking vampire psychopaths and we don't even know if they're human. Um, so you can't tell me that they're ethical, moral vegans, <laughs> you know, who, yeah, who care about yeah. the animals, who care about the planet. Yeah. These guys are blood drinking psychopaths and um, they're about as evil as it, it and can be. And so to correlate those people with 
what a real vegan is, which is just saying, I don't want to participate in this animal slavery, immoral culture. To correlate the two is completely, it's uh, disingenuous and, and, uh, and it's, um, it's laughable, really. Yeah, you've got me thinking they're going to publicly come out now saying they use homeopathy. <laughs> it's like a, just a old thing. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's uh, how a lot of people act. I feel like if uh, since they're pushing a vegan agenda, then we have to go, I eat organ meat. We have to go the complete opposite end of the spectrum. You know what I mean? And, and mm. it's whatever they say, it must be the exact opposite. When that's not always the case, you know, you have to be able to discern, you know, we're in a discernment realm here. And um, you can't just go to the opposite and think that that's automatically the truth and how things should be. To me, they don't want you owning animals because that is a form of sustainability if you eat meat, you know what I mean? Because you can rep just it breed cows for days out here if you have some land. And to me, it's all about control. Even though that's an immoral practice, I'm just saying it's all about control. They want to be able to control you down to the calorie. They want you on the Impossible Burger, one, because it's shit for your health, and two, because they know exactly what's entering your body. They do not want you on nutrient-dense food that's grown in good soil in your backyard. That is not the vegan agenda. And so when people say, yeah, you're, on the, you're going to be eating Bill Gates burgers and, you know, you're a fucking soy boy and shit like that. It's, that's not having a big garden in the backyard is not part of that agenda. If they figured out that's what people were turning to, then there'd be a problem. You'd see gardens and seeds being more illegal and things like that. It's okay if we're going more towards the impossible burger, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. And I'm a bit of a simple soul. But to me, I think, well, surely, you know, we can grow our own vegetables and, and fruit. And I think these people that are saying about meat eating and actually how veganism is destroying the world, are these people actually raising their own animals and killing them themselves? Like, I don't know many people that are that eat meat that actually do that. Um, in fact, I don't think I know anyone that does that themselves. I'd have more respect for people if they want, if you want to eat meat, raise it ethically give it a good life and then kill it humanely i'm inverted commas there is no humanely but at least that's what you think but i don't think anyone actually does that um right yeah no they don't they're completely contradicting themselves nine out of nine 99 of the meat on grocery store shelves comes from cafos confined animal factory operations so factory farms um so those people that are eating they're funding factory farms, funding slaughterhouses are the ones saying to stay away from uh, Bill Gates burgers, right? I mean, it's just mm -hmm. like the, the, the environment, you know, these are facts. The number one cause of waterway pollution, Amazon deforestation, native species extinction and ocean dead zones is animal agriculture. From, and I'm, that's not even mentioned greenhouse gases, uh, which is more than all, you know, transportation combined. But those are the facts. And it's because of the, the, the feces runoff into, into waterways. Um, they literally like, like you know, uh, shoot it out in like sprinklers <laughs> in some places causing cancer for people. They, they did in North Carolina, they, a bunch of people got cancer around this pig farm where they were shooting uh, the sprinkler with, with feces. So there's so many animals that they're overbreeding for these CAFOs to put these meat on uh, supermarket shelves that carnists are buying and claiming is they need for their health um, 
there's so much overbreeding happening to a company for that demand. It's all about profits, right? Um, that they just have nowhere to put all the fe- the feces and stuff and um, and the gases and all the just stench and pollution and and and, um, and then that also ties into big pharma because when you have all these these shitty conditions, um, then you have you got to give the animals antibiotics. And so three quarters of the antibiotics that come from big pharma uh, in the United States of America are used on factory farms. <laughs> three quarters of the antibiotics. So when you're a carnist, you're funding big pharma. They are totally tied at the hip, one, one with the other. And then look at the causes of death, heart disease, cancer, stroke, type two diabetes, you know, high blood pressure medications, all these things. These are the leading causes of death, colon cancer, stomach cancer, colorectal, um, pancreatic cancer, breast cancer from dairy. You know, th- these, the leading causes of death that kill people at, at early ages, we should be living so much longer, by the way, are mm-hmm. absolutely connected to their diet, mm-hmm. right? And these people are not whole food plant-based who are dying of heart disease and cancer in the hospitals. They're not, they're carnists. Uh, that's why they have high blood pressure because of the artery clogging uh, compounds and in saturated fat and, and LDL, high LDL cholesterol causes these conditions, you know, cumulatively over time of 30 years of meat eating will catch up with you. I don't care how healthy people say they are. Carnivore MD has a 533 LDL cholesterol. And I have the studies to show that high LDL cholesterol is factually and causally linked to atherosclerosis, heart disease. So these people can claim all these things are healthy now, but it's going to catch up with them and uh, eventually. So what would you say to people that say, oh, well, you know, I go to my local farm and it's all organically raised and it's raised ethically. Like, do they go to a separate slaughterhouse, those animals? I think they all end up in the same place, don't they? They do. The, The local grass grass pasture raised all that kind of stuff first of all all these people saying there's not enough land for that for everyone to, to eat that way we would need about three or four planet earths uh you know within this ice wall <laughs> antarctica uh we would need about three or four of those for everyone to eat pasture raised okay so it's just not feasible first of all okay and those animals uh, you know they say oh well you know they're still given antibiotics even if they're organic they're still given a variety of other drugs, okay? And they still go to the same slaughterhouses. Mm. So you're funding slaughterhouses, dude. I mean, like, why would you want to fund a slaughterhouse when you could just have beans and mushrooms and, uh, um, you know, jackfruit, um, you know, lentils, legumes? Like, what? What? I don't and get I've it. I've heard the argument, like, that, well, I eat it nose to tail, right? This is what that liver king douche said. and he's like i eat it nose to tail but it's like i don't it's the fallacy is like the youtube fallacy it's like um slaughterhouses are wrong but somehow this is right you know wrong is wrong like if you're if it's wrong in the slaughterhouse it's wrong at the local grass-fed place you know what i mean and then they'll also say well you don't even understand that veganism how many animals have to be killed in veganism you know because we have, you know, I know some, I've heard this argument. I was talking with somebody and they were like, well, we run a regenerative farm and we have, you know, X amount of employees and we have so many animals eating our products. We have to kill them. 
And my argument to that is, no, you're running your farm incorrectly. Like you're not in balance with nature. If you're getting overran by pests, there's something out of balance with your farm or you need to be smaller. You know what I mean? Or you don't have enough. There's something, there's something wrong there. If you have to murder animals, you know, you can't say, oh, we do everything right because something clearly is out of whack. You know what I mean? And, and so that's whenever they implement the, that fallacy that I was talking about there, it's like, well, you're doing it. You're killing animals too. You just don't know it. And it's like, that's, that's completely different and it's wrong any way you look at it, you know? So you can't say because you do it, then it's okay if I do it. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's, it's a carnist logic, hashtag carnist logic, logical fallacies, things that, yeah, you think they make sense, but they actually really don't. And they're more just excuses. Um, you know, and it comes back to natural farming and permaculture. If, if we're learning the correct farming methods of, of planting the right, you know, plants and vegetables and stuff to, they complement each other really well and they actually keep pests away. You know, there's certain ways you yeah. can plant things that will eliminate the need to go kill these pests. It's just that we haven't been taught these things in school. You know, we haven't been educated on these things. Um, and uh, yeah, so there, there's no need to do that. And it comes down to an intent, you know, and again, if you're growing your own food organically in your backyard and you're, you're, you know, enriching the soil and doing everything you can, there's no animals that need to get killed. You know, I don't even kill snails when they come and eat my, like the bean plant leaves. Um, I just kind of go put them somewhere else, uh, yeah. you know, and, um, but if I were to accidentally st step on a lizard as I'm plucking tomatoes from my garden that was about intent i didn't mean to do that i didn't mean to harm that being and therefore i don't think god will hold me accountable um but if you are just you don't have your farming techniques um as tight as they should be and you have to go shoot other animals so you can protect your livestock then um you know that's that's violating that's violating natural law you're 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 not one with nature you know um the, the goal is to be one with one with nature you know, um, and, uh, just carnism and vampirism, eating other beings, raising other beings, fattening up other beings. So you can slit their throats. It's just, it's not in harmony with nature. It will never be in harmony with, with health and freedom. So, yeah. Well, I think a lot of people deep down know there's, there's inconsistencies with their argument whenever it comes to that, because at the end of the day, it's not in line with natural law. And let's think about this. I mean, is it, do we really think God put us here in order to cause suffering so we can live our best lives. It, it makes no sense that I'm going to have to go out and slit something's throat visibly, you know, watch it die a horrific death just so then I can put it on a skillet and then thrive. That's idiotic thinking. Is it not? Like it's dumb to me. It's just, it's just so stupid to think that, okay, we have clearly a loving God who wants us to develop spiritually and and in our in this 3d plane and he's going to put this obstacle of and cause suffering make us cause suffering in order for us to live our best lives to me it, it makes no sense and and that should be a red flag for a lot of other people to at least start questioning well maybe that you know maybe there is a different way you know what i mean yeah and i i, I think it goes back to spirituality like i said um yeah. Those who are disconnected from God, from, from, from themselves, because we are the embodiment of the creator, 
um, you know, those who are disconnected and they think we are on this spinning ball and there's scarcity and lack and all these things. These are all lower chakras, fight or flight, survival sort of vibrations, right? And so that's where carnism comes in is, hey, I got to do, you know, I'm, I'm uh, you know, it's the great reset happening and I got to go take care of myself and you're not going to be a survivalist if you don't know how to go hunt and you don't know how to do what we do and everything. And again, if you have faith, you have faith that everything will work out, that God has your back and the universe has your back. There, there's no, there will be no lack in your life. There will be no lack. You will have abundance. You will learn about Amen. saving your, yeah. You'll learn about saving your seeds and growing your own food. And you'll just see the world for what it is, how God is always providing and that water is in oil. All these resources we need are like just abundant and flowing. And then that is what you will create in your reality because you, it, again, it starts in mentalism, the mind, right? Once you, see things for what they are that is what your reality will create but again the carnists the vampires they're stuck in those lower chakras of fight or flight survival lack scarcity and they feel and because of that they feel they need to go slit the, the throats of animals and that they're justified in doing so uh, and the poor animals just have to keep dealing with that uh ignorance and it's costing them their lives and it's suffering and and, um, you know it goes back to these these fallen angels you know look at the book of enoch they taught humans how to sin against the animals chapter three rebels against the watchers um it talks about the the fallen angels coming down and and uh and uh so that's why we are constantly throughout our these civilizations and cultures like the aztecs and mayans and all these other you know civilizations where they sacrifice live beings they sacrifice innocent beings so kids and animals to these fallen interdimensional beings these demons <laughs> they're sacrificing uh, you know innocent lives because that's how we were taught to do it and uh so we're, it, we're we're it's it's demonic you know i hate to say it guys i don't i'm not trying to be a judgmental um you know because i did it for years but if you fund carnism and vampirism when you feel you need to eat the flesh and blood of other beings and their organs you are participating in a satanic demonic practice. How do you think people can like get, I, I was just trying to, this, the expression that's coming to me is, um, I can't remember who said this quote, the truth has to be realized, not taught. How do people realize this truth? Because I feel like sometimes you can just, it falls on deaf ears, people for whatever reason, they don't want to, no, like something obviously lit a spark in you too when you change your views but how I, I, people just shut off I think I, I, I've actually this is the first time I think I've publicly really spoken about the fact I don't eat meat just because I never from a child really felt like I got anywhere when I did try and talk about it so yeah how do you you know do you think it's there is any hope or it's lost or what really are your views what do you think Chad I I, I mean I think a lot of people only perceive because their level of consciousness. And, mm -hmm. and I think that's a huge battle for people that are speaking the truth is that even if you tell them the facts about natural law, about all these other things, about, you know, what goes on in uh, slaughterhouses and things like that, they just, it, it doesn't register in, in their head. I don't know if it's like they don't have the faculty of understanding it. And I'm not trying to put anybody down either I, because, you know, I was a low consciousness being for quite a while, a, yeah. a good chunk of my life, you know, but I think it just doesn't register. And then with our culture, combine that with our culture and how 
um, it always affirms the the uh, you know whatever negative behavior it is is usually put up on a pedestal then it's easy just to fall back into into that cultural lifestyle um i just think the programming is is too hard for people to overcome and i think the uh aggregate consciousness of uh human civilization is too low to be able to process higher-minded things right now now that doesn't mean that we can't um make progress because i think uh, all humans are able to evolve um, spiritually and and hear these things. At least I hope they are. Um, but I think it's going to take a, a while. Mm -hmm. and, and it may be, I don't know, because it may be think, something that has to happen. Um, you know, somebody might have to go through a certain amount of trauma before they actually wake up. They, you know, unfortunately, that's how a lot of people have to have a spiritual awakening, you know, that um, go through a dark night of the soul or something to actually take in what's happening, take in truth to their reality. Yeah, I, I sometimes, like, I just, I don't know, I just honestly wonder how other people can't see it. You know, I, I can't, I mean, I can't look at the videos and things like that. And I think I don't need to because I don't participate in that. So I'm not going to torture myself but, and upset myself because I've done everything I can. But I'm just like, how can people think it's okay? Like if you're a cow, you've literally been born into hell, living hell. Um, Hold on. While we're, can I mention something real quick before I forget? Mm. So like you were saying, if you're a cow born into a living hell, so what if there was another being here that was of higher consciousness than us and we were born into a living hell because they ate humans? You know what I mean? So like then would menta the mentality of people change if, you know, my friend Dave just got eaten last week? You know what I mean? Would How would that change people's mentality if we were not the highest uh, consciousness beings on earth? You know, mm -hmm. I, I would think people would uh, change their attitudes real quick. Yep. <clears throat> absolutely yeah yeah and how we see different no 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 it's a really good point and i think how we see like different animals you know sometimes people will go to me oh you know oh it's awful like that they, they ate a horse or whatever i'm like but you eat a cow or a pig what's the difference you know there's no difference right. between um it's just what's been deemed socially acceptable or not to put on your plate um right well to answer that, uh, you know, this, again, going back to mentalism and um, the, the fact that we have been given the gift of creating our own reality, I think is really powerful. So if we know that these things are inherently wrong and we know the society we want to build, I personally, once I get rich, <laughs> um, I plan on, you know, buying a bunch of land and, uh, and turning it into an animal sanctuary, growing a bunch of food, and we'll have just giant foodscapes and everything like that. So we're going to have to lead by example and replace the old systems. And right now we're just immersed in that old lower consciousness, you know, systems of just uh, animal husbandry. You know, uh, this, this country was really founded on animal husbandry. It was, uh, that was, you know, when, when the manifest destiny, when people were moving across West, we had the old West and all that stuff. People literally survived off just enslaving animals and murdering animals, you know? Um, so we're still kind of caught up in that, those, ancient outdated um barbaric 
cultural principles, you know, and uh, so it's going to take time. And those of us who have have awakened would like to think that we we are acting in harmony with natural law. We can just build new systems, and uh, those will be animal sanctuaries. Those will those will eventually replace these outdated systems. But right now, we're just outnumbered because we're still focusing on these these uh, archaic um, animal husbandry systems. And that's all that's all carnism and vampirism is, is saying, I can't live without your b- dead body sustaining me financially and, uh, and uh, nutritionally, which is completely false because there's nothing we need in any dead animal or their secretion that uh, sustains us. There's no one's dying in hospitals of, oh, I didn't have a steak. I didn't have dairy. I, I was nutritionally deficient dude you can get all your stuff from plants and that's easily proven you know it, so. is, it is but even if it wasn't right even if I, I could even if meat did make us really strong and healthier it still doesn't make it right to eat it what if i ate dave and, and he was <laughs> amazingly good for my body and you know right. what i mean and I got super healthy off of Dave's <laughs> butt cheeks or whatever it is. Does yeah. that make it morally correct? No, it does. So that's all that we, we cannot base our morality off of taste or off of, off of what tastes good to me. You know what I mean? Otherwise, we can be, you know, eating humans and saying, well, it tastes delicious, so it must be right. This needs to be the clip that we put on to advertise this, this podcast chat. What exactly what Chad said because that is essentially it's game over right there that's all needs to be said is chad's chad's uh uh, take on that is the carnists feel that they need the nutrition that comes from these these murdered animals right you nose to tail whatever you know they they need the organs they need these things uh these are superfoods in their mind right so what if human meat had the same thing for you or maybe was even better for you to eat human beings, right? Does that give you the right to go slit your neighbor's throat because he can provide some nutrients for you? So that is all that needs to be said. No, you don't have that right. And you don't have it with animals either because every carnist has a pet that they love and there's no difference between their dog that they love and the cow down the street. These are innocent, social, loving, sentient beings that have a soul they have a spirit they experience reality objectively and they're not rooted to the ground so therefore they have rights to their property okay i want to ask you something else and that someone might counter argue and say yes but you know carrots have feelings too you know they've been known to scream when you pull them out the ground so yeah i mean that is an argument isn't it that people well what do you have to say for that yeah so uh so plants, they react to external stimuli. That's it. That doesn't mean they have a central nervous system, pain receptors, a brain, a heart, um, nerve endings. They don't have the ability to feel pain, but they do react to external stimuli. So when, when we're talking about they do certain things, yeah, they're, they're, it doesn't mean that they're suffering. If, if I slice an apple, is that the same thing as slicing a cow's throat? That's all that needs to be said. And also, even if they, surely there's also, you know, you have to do the least harm. You know, there is a point where what was with the the natural law, you still for survival, there comes a point. So surely there is some 
spectrum of uh, or continuum that even if they did yeah. feel a slight I mean, pain basically right. where humans are at most humans i should say maybe not all but we need some to take something into our bodies in order to live at this point right and so it's about doing the least harm as possible in my view so um yeah i don't know you know and there's an order to everything right there's the there's humans animals plants minerals right you know and all these things have different levels of consciousness and so um to say that a tomato is the same as murdering an animal you know to me is absurd and you know people i've heard people even argue that on the quantum level you don't know like how it's reacting i was like no, you have no basic understanding of natural law and how this place works. Like there's an order to sentience, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and it's observable. Because if, if at that point, if at that point you're saying, you know, a, a carrot has more sentience than a cow or a human, then you're completely lost. You know, just buy back into the Bill Gates program, buy back into the round earth and all that because you're, you're lost. You know, it, right. it's, you got to open back up and get on board with the basic foundational understanding of natural law and, you know, the the order of consciousness that we live in, you know. Right. That's it. It all comes down to the level of, of sent, the level of sentience. So some could say that a tree has some sort of intelligence and sentience to it. Absolutely. Like plants have amazing plant intelligence that we can tap into. Um, you know, I'm producing uh, these medicinal mushroom psilocybin blends because I want to try to act. That's one of the things I think can help activate people's consciousness and is, is uh, microdosing uh, psilocybin. Talking, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> these blends are great. Um, so I think that's huge because once you, you know, when I've, when I've done these things, I've had some trips, I've seen, I've just seen natural law, like, envision like i've seen that this caused that to happen and everything is connected literally everything the birds chirping and yeah. the trees the trees swaying and you know just like everything is connected so you see the unity and the harmony and the connectedness of everything once you um expand your mind let's say you know so those comes from plants. The plants are teaching us. The, the, the plants have wisdom of the earth, of God, of the, the spirit that is within us all, the ether. So when you tap into that intelligence, you actually are more likely to just be in harmony with natural law because you don't want to harm that being because that has an effect on now that being doesn't have their kids, their, their offspring doesn't have a parent. And holy cow, I don't want to do that. And oh my God, that's bloody and death. And, you know, so you just see things for what they are. Your, your eyes are open, right? And I, and I think that intelligence comes from the plants. The plants are giving us these gifts that we need to tap into. So um, when carnists are eating nothing but death and, and suffering and, and trauma from these animals, they're not able to tap into that, that infinite wisdom that's in the plants. So does that mean that plants feel pain and, and suffer? No, but it means they, that we're supposed to be ingesting those because they help our consciousness rise and they get us more connected to spirit. And they're, they have all the nutrients and amino acids and protein that we need that's healthy, that doesn't turn on cancer cells and doesn't raise our risk of heart attack, you know, like, like the carnist diet does. So 
in my mind, it's just so easy to see how we want the plant intelligence. We're not causing suffering to the plants by taking them out and consuming them. Um, they do have a level of sentience and intelligence. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's great to tap into that because that'll raise our consciousness. That'll help evolve our consciousness. And, and um, when more people do that, uh, I think less pe more people will give up this, this carnist lifestyle, I think. Um, so it's my stance to kind of, you know, focus on introducing microdosing to people and also show them the other side of the spectrum, which is uh, slaughterhouse footage, because that's what woke me up. So it's like, do you want to get the plant wisdom and, you know, be in harmony with natural law, or do you just want to continue to fund slaughterhouses and big farm? Mm -hmm. Amen, Dave. Well <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, tell us a bit more about microdosing there for people that might be interested. Yeah, so psilocybin, there's a few different blends that we're going to be including um, A plus, uh, Maui, Thai, and or Hawaii and Thai. I'm sorry, and uh, and and certain herbs. And so when you when you blend certain Eastern herbs and and um, and different mushroom blends with lion's mane and reishi, and then also psilocybin, those psilocybin. Um, I've been working with a formulator for the past uh, few, three or four years, and, um, and he's created these blends that I will be selling uh, with my, my label and, and the amazing testimonials of, of how they've helped people uh, is just, you know, it helps with your, your stimulate your, your brain cells and repair nerve endings and um, increase focus, stamina, you know, things like that. Um, just mushrooms have so much amazing, uh, um, healing energy in them. And, uh, and mushrooms, I think is one of the biggest things we can, we can do right now is just to kind of get our, get in tune with that plant intelligence and also eat them. You know, they're, they're like meat, you know, they're, but they're incredibly healthy and they turn off cancer cell growth rather than turn it on. Um, so the microdosing is something you can, you can, uh, you can do. It's a regimen where you do like two days on and then one day off. And so your body doesn't get too used to it, but you're, you're getting into a psychedelic state, but not really heavy. You're just, you're mm -hmm. kind of on a lower level. And the, the times that I've done it, um, I just, uh, you know, I have better workouts. I have more stamina and I have more mental clarity and focus. And you just see, again, you just see things for what they are and you're more in the present. You're not, you're not, um, you're not thinking about the past or the future, which causes anxiety uh and stress you're just in the moment you see things for what they are you see the interconnectedness of all things and you have this incredible uh, mental clarity and uh, i think we just need more of that because as a society we get really tied up with uh anxiety you know mm. and fear and anxiety you know these these lower lower chakras you know like i talked about with uh with uh fight or flight too it's same sort of, same sort of thing mm. And actually, something I want to ask both of you about, we talked about growing, you know, your own food when you're vegan or vegetarian, you can, it's easier to, to grow your own food, you get free seeds that you can replant. Are you both growing your own stuff? Chad, I know you were, because you, you, you posted some photos on your Instagram stories that you were mm -hmm. doing quite a lot. How did it, how did it turn out? This well, year? this year... It's, it was a decent year, but we could have done a lot better. We actually thought we were going to move. And so I was working on the house like all summer and I neglected my garden way more than I should have because I didn't think we were going to see any benefit of it. But um, so, but we ended up staying. And so now um, 
we're still getting you know a lot of tomatoes a lot of peppers and stuff like that but yeah it could have been a lot better um but you know we've got a pretty good space like we have a it's probably 30 by 50 you know and that if it was planted like very heavily you know we could feed like easily two or three families i think no problem yeah and and i just think if more people would do that then it'd be easy because i think a lot of people think that we have to have huge monocrop fields to to sustain some kind of veganist veganism lifestyle and and that's just nonsense you know like if more people would turn back to nature and turn back to their own backyard and not everyone because not everyone's going to do that not everyone's got the capability of doing it but you know if there was more smaller farms that would take um i think that would it would it could be done easily so yeah but, definitely yeah dance, I, I could have done a lot better even, well, even well though done. it's still good it's think still of the good. It's progress not perfection yeah. right so yeah. yeah what about you Dave yeah I've, I have a plot at the organic community garden um which is down the street so I just go down there and I've had I have a plot I've had it for a few years and so I also grow a bunch of stuff in my backyard and um so we have tons of potatoes and tomatoes and green beans and uh, growing artichokes. Artichokes, another good meat replacement. My gosh, how good are artichoke hearts? Oh gosh, um, <laughs> artichoke hearts, mushrooms, um, beans. I just love all these uh, these plant protein. Um, they're healthy, you know. You, mm. Anyways, um, yeah, and uh, figs, uh, blackberries. Um, peppers, onions, cucumbers, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's time consuming, but it's, it's so rewarding to grow your own food. I mean, it's the most amazing thing. You, you're just so connected with, with, with God and nature and, and earth. When you see these things that you have planted, that simply all you did was put down the right, you know, good soil, good compost, um, and then you have your seeds that you've saved and just water it and give it sun and, and just the most amazing nutrient dense things come out. You know, it's just like, I love growing my own food. It's the best, Isn't most rewarding wild? thing. It's so cool. That a certain little tiny seed has all the information it needs to like mm. grow up and fruit. It's just amazing. It's amazing. It is. Yeah. It, it's humbling. It's like, it's just, I feel so connected to, to everything when I'm, when I'm out there in the garden. And um, and I I just, I, I think all the time, I just want to do this. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to bug anyone. I don't want to be on social media. I don't really want to do anything other than just garden, um, hang out with animals, hang out with my family and uh, be left alone, you know? Um, And I think that's the way it could be. And I think that's the way it will be again. That sounds like heaven, like literally my idea yeah. of heaven to do that. Oh, and do you know what? Actually, I need to like get into the garden, but my husband um, did everything. I just told him what I'd like. And he went to me only the other day. We had, he picked all the tomatoes and we just literally had bruschetta. So the tomatoes on some nice bread. And he was like, oh, he said, God, these were a bloody effort to grow. But he said, nothing makes me more satisfied than picking yes, them and eating amen. them. Yeah. Oh, a, a tomato, a tomato avocado sandwich. I mean, are like, like the, I think it's the, the fat in the avocado activates the lycopene in the tomato, which present, which really is heart, heart 
um, protective, protects you from heart disease and stuff. So like, again, going back to natural farming, you know, there's certain things you plant next to each other to benefit the whole thing, the whole system and keep pests away and stuff. And it's the same thing with foods. If you pair certain things together, certain plant foods together, Mm -hmm. they bring out, they bring out the best in everything. So like, um, if you, what is it? If you, uh, if you have vitamin C while you're eating non heme iron, it active, it brings out more of the, I think it's, yeah, it brings out more of the, the iron or something. Oh, you know, that's what it is. It's, it's, so people say that, that animal meat is, uh, the, the iron is more bioavailable, right? You'll see, you'll hear carnists say that it's more, well, it's more bioavailable. Okay. We'll do increased bioavailability in non-heme iron plant sources, add some vitamin C. <laughs> so have a pepper, mm-hmm. uh, you know, have, yeah. uh, have, have some, uh, you know, you know, orange scythe, whatever. There's tons of food with vitamin C, you know what I mean? So it's just knowing these little things to pair with each other and you can get all the bioavailability, all the nutrients, all the amino acids, all the, all the vitamins that you need um, to thrive. You know, it's not even a question. You don't need any, anything from an animal. And it's, it, this is really hard for people to understand. And they always go to, it's always the health question. It's never the moral question, mm. you know, it's always, and, and again, you know, it, it's never about morality. And even if it is about morality, they'll say, they'll write it off as wacky religion. You know, they'll say, oh, oh well, their religion says they can't have meat or whatever. It's never about somebody being truly spiritual and in tune with natural law and nature. You know what I mean? Because that to me, it differentiates, it's, it's a little different whenever somebody's like, oh yeah, they're you know, their religion's weird or whatever. It's different than somebody saying, no, that person's connected to nature so they don't kill things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's totally different. And so, yeah, to me, they'll always bring up, well, it's more bioavailable or whatever. They never say, well, it's not fucking right to do, you know? <laughs> that should that should be the end right there yeah. instead of talking about if it's healthier or not and all this other nuanced conversation. Well, that's right. that's exactly exactly the what I think. You know, what I, when we that snippet that I'm going to do for for the post. You know, I just think it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter whether it makes me healthy and strong or whatever. I mean, it doesn't. But even if it did, it just doesn't matter. I don't want to participate in that. End of. That's complete. I mean, yeah. The it goes back to if you the faith and and and, and if you think you're we're just we're just evolved monkeys on a spinning ball and you're not connected to god at all you you're going to think that well yeah it's just survival of the fittest it's just uh we're all here in scarcity and lack and i got to go kill other beings to, to to survive and i'm somehow justifying it and because it's of the health effects you know mm-hmm. um and the health effects you know are actually detrimental long term and they're acid forming these products are acid forming acid forming and artery clogging these these I mean, they are, they are. And, uh, I think, you know, our body wants to be a little bit more on the alkalized side. Um, the alkaline alkalinity is, is, you know, found with these, a lot of uh, acidic fruits that once we put them in our body, they have an alkalizing effect and, uh, they are very stringent. So they clean out impurities and, and that's why people juice, <laughs> you know, mm. uh, they don't, uh, throw a bunch of meat in a blender, you know, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> It's just, it's common sense. But again, the main, the main thing that the main takeaway is even if you do feel that there are some health benefits in, in the flesh, because they, the animal is, um, you know, eating a lot of nutrient dense 
plant foods, they're herbivores. And so there might be some nutrients in there. You're getting secondhand and recycled, but you're still getting them. Uh, but even if you do think that you need those to survive and be healthy, um, you might be able to get those in human beings too. And you're not, you're not, um, you're not allowed to go kill a human to do that. And because of the same moral principle, you're not allowed to do that to an animal either. Uh, but people just, again, anthropocentric, anthropocentric is what this world is and, and might makes right. People think that just because they can go bash a seal up in the Arctic and take its skin, just because they have the ability to do that, just somehow justifies it that they, they, they should be doing that. Um, you know, just because I can go cut a chicken's head off, um, you know, that doesn't mean I should be doing that. And that gets back to moral law, which is uh, moral property law, property rights of sentient beings. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a tough one. The anthropocentric male and female uh, and the, the animal husbandry in our culture is just a really hard one to get over. Mm. what what do you have any like advice for people that are thinking yeah you know I want to try but it feels so hard to give up me like what do you have any yeah words of wisdom Chad? yeah watch earthlings <laughs> that'll just sh shove you right off the cliff so mm -hmm. if you can watch yeah. that and continue to eat meat then there's nothing that'll change your mind yeah I I, I completely agree I mean uh, for me, it would just be maybe go on a fast. Um, you know, there's a guy on John Rose, John Rose on YouTube, and he talks about the sol solid food vacation is the way to get this serpent out of our belly, the mucoid plaque that's been accumulating for years. And to, you know, that term you're full of shit is actually a real thing. You know, a lot of us are just full of shit and, and our, we have accumulated waste that can't get out. And so that, that manifests in high blood pressure and, uh, you know, big guts and things like that. Uh, we have stuff we shouldn't be eating and it's stuck in us and it's, and it's vibrationally controlling us and creating parasites that are wanting more of that dead flesh to feed on. And it's, uh, creating our controlling our thoughts and we're becoming just so full of shit. And so one thing he says is, is just go on a fast, do a, do a water or juice fast um and uh get some of that shit out of you and uh and then ease back in from the fast with with fruits and water you know water-based plant foods and uh you'll you might have an epiphany your consciousness might, might be at a different level but if you watch Earth, earthlings as well and you get the visual of what's actually you're creating and and um funding there's there's a couple of things you could start with right there fasting and watching earthlings hey dave what was yeah um is the uh i haven't i have it but i have not read it yet the essene gospel of peace is that is that the name the of the god yeah the gospel of the, the holy scene. 12 yeah same thing yeah but um in that book doesn't isn't jesus like a healer and he he's recommending fasting to people to get the parasites out and, and all that yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah the essenes yeshua east uh isa as how they would say his name i think in, in india or hindu but yeah um, I, I, I feel Yeshua was, an, was a man that walked this earth and, uh, and, and he was part of the early Christians called the Essenes. Um, that's on, uh, organizedearth.com. I have a bunch of articles on the Essenes and they were strict vegetarians, if not vegans. Um, they, they were about do no harm, the, the golden rule and fasting. And they, they often spoke out against the corruption of the bankers and all that kind of stuff back then. 
Um, so I, I identify, <laughs> identify. I, I consider myself in the scene. I uh, consider myself, if I was living back in Yeshua's time, I would be part of his group. Um, you know, we, we can't cause hard harm to sentient beings and, and we can be really healthy on plant foods. And um, the gospel of the Holy 12 and, and the Essene gospel of peace were found in the Dead Sea Scrolls. And these, these books were, um, there's so much amazing truth in there. And uh, if people, more people knew that Yeshua, this, you know, Jesus Christ, all these Christians who say that they, uh, you know, Jesus is coming to save us, if more people actually knew that he didn't consume uh, dead animals and he consumed grapes and bread and, and fruit, you'll see that in the gospel of the Holy 12, the Essene gospel of peace how the, the Bible, as we know it today, replaced a lot of those things that he was really eating grapes, but they said, oh, he was eating, you know, lamb or, you know, all these state fish. Oh, Jews state fish. So I eat fish. No, he wasn't. He wasn't eating fish. And when he overturned the banker's tables, they always say, you know, he, you know, Jesus overturned the, the he was, the, those were at the market and the people who were selling animals dead, like livestock. He flipped over their tables too. So he was against the bankers. He was against those who were selling animals for consumption and exploitation. So um, the scene gospel of peace is something to study for sure, along with the book of Enoch. And there are links on together. your website, did you say, which obviously I'll link to. Yeah. That. So org organizedearth.com is my blog. And I've listed mm -hmm. a bunch of, not the organized earth, but just organized earth. There's a bunch of articles on the Essenes and who they were and that Yeshua was part of them. And, um, and if you research the Essene gospel of peace, you'll see all these, these, uh, these edits that they made to the Bible that as we know it today, um, they took stuff out to make Jesus look like he was not in a scene and that he did eat fish and like, like the people who who messed with the bible they knew exactly what they were doing it's these demons that run the world today um they knew that they could get people into their circle of uh death and and uh exploitation um by just just changing around a few things you know and um yeah so there's no way that uh that god would create these these innocent beings uh on the earth to we need them to survive. And the only way we can survive is cause suffering to them. And there's no way that the actual embodiment of Krishna and Buddha and all these, 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 these spiritual teachers, there's no way that any of them ate meat. I mean, if you look at all these spiritual teachers, they never, none of them eat meat. And so mm -hmm. to, to make, to make Jesus look like, Oh, he ate fish. So I'm going to continue to eat fish is complete bullshit. And the mm -hmm. Essene gospel of peace completely disproves all that. So, Oh, do you know what? I'm conscious of time, like how much, like what we can talk about. I've got like 15 oh, minutes. Yeah. So guys, do you, do we want, is there anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> veganism and eating it or have we got time to touch on? I did say to you, there's some other topics I wanted to talk about, which I think they're huge topics. So do we want to open up any, any more cans of worms to leave people thinking about or? Is there stuff we still want to chat about on um, natural law? Chad, do you have any? Um, I don't think so. I thought we I thought we uh, hammered a lot of the objections, don't you think, that we come across whenever people are saying, yeah, but, you know, mm. whenever it comes to eating meat. Um, was there any obvious ones that we forgot to include so then people aren't like, you purposely didn't say this? 
No, I mean, we've covered the Bill Gates thing. The, it's not real right. veganism. But we've covered the health aspect of you need this to survive. Well, then, you, you know, you, what if you needed something from humans? Or can you kill them too? Um, we've, ta- we've talked about plant plants not feeling pain. It's just external stimuli. We've, t- yeah. we've talked about the environment. We've talked about slaughterhouses. We've talked about, um, you know, I, again, for me, just tying up the, what we were talking about with the Essenes and the Scene Gospel of Peace and then the Book of Enoch, um, it, it's, a, it's a death cult. And, and people don't realize that they're participating in a death cult that is, was taught to them by these fallen beings. Um, and that the real spiritual sages would never uh, condone that. Um, I think that's a big, big part because you see so many spiritual teachers and masters and gurus out there who eat meat and literally post like <laughs> pictures of their steak saying nutrient dense, most nutrient dense superfood on the planet. And you're like, how could you be a spiritual teacher when you're condoning the exploitation and slavery of murder and murder of sentient beings. It makes no fucking sense. And then these people have like 500,000 followers, you know, yeah. all the, yeah. all the, I mean, I'll exact pseudo I mean, spiritual teacher. Yeah. I mean, it's what it is. Pseudo. It's, it's in, the yeah. in name only. Right. It's the, it's just the classic anthropocentric, um, you know, male that, it, that, that gives people the, the good news about their bad news about their good news about their bad habits and so they get a bunch of followers, you know, so I think we've covered it all. Well, and, and, dude, and if you think about it, like the real, like true spiritual wizards walking earth aren't going to be having a million followers on Instagram. You know, what I mean? yeah. like, they have they, their purpose is bigger than social media, I think. So a lot of I think when a lot of people are following somebody on social media for spiritual enlightenment, they're they're lost anyway you know that work right from within for one and yeah and yeah it's just idolatry yeah yeah, yeah great point yeah great point because sometimes we get caught up, i get caught up sometimes in reading some of these comments and you're just like my god the whole world has gone mad like these people have no moral capacity they are just like condoning absolute slavery and injustice and you're just like you know and, and then you go out and you see your footballs and the parents and the coaches all doing the same thing you're just like my god um yeah, the spiritual teachers, spiritual wizards are not, uh, they're very few and far between, you know, so. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think we've, I think we've covered everything. And, and again, I would just want to put it out there. If you know anyone, any carnist who would love to, uh, who was open to a debate with me, uh, it's not about ego and I'm right, you're wrong. It's just having discourse and, um, and, and then, uh, you know, trying to understand each other's perspective. I've been openly trying to do this with people it'd be good to be able to debate it like um openly have an open discussion wouldn't it i think i would love to you know and we'll see if we can make it happen hopefully we'll manifest that yeah yeah definitely well chad didn't you get on on uh... there's no there's no foundation to stand on it doesn't stand on natural law or morality or anything like that because like you said it's based in death and you know you have to be you have to be an internal contradiction i think to to, to live that way and, and condone it especially you know um, but there are people so I, in natural law sorry chad but there are the people in natural yeah. law that, that that still eat meat as well that are like oh like, yeah well there's there's plenty of people everyone. out walking earth that are out of sync with themselves that aren't in unity consciousness that don't think um they don't think and feel and act in, in harmony you know because as we think so we should feel and so we should act and those 
those three being synced up should give would give us unity consciousness. So there's plenty of people that think one way and act a different way, or they, you know, or vice versa. There's, mm. yeah, there's, in fact, the majority of people are like that. They'll tell you one thing and do another, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I think that is, in some ways, like I'm sure we're all guilty of that, but the key is that when it's pointed out to be able to have enough um, awareness to reflect, isn't it? Like I'm not yeah, saying I'm exactly. perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I well, do I like to be I'm, open. I know that, yeah. Yeah. And I own that too. But I think what's different about like you, Lisa, and you, Dave, is that somebody can point out a flaw to you in your own game or in your own head and you can think about it honestly, you know, hold it as a thought rather than instantly reject it. You know, and I think that's like I said before, like this is a realm of discernment and we can process that internally and see if it is true, if it does hold water or hold it until we can figure out if it's more true than what we're being told or, you know, or what's socially acceptable or, or things like that. So I think that's what's different between a real truth seeker and somebody that's just after uh, in the comfort truth movement, mm -hmm. which is most people. Most people. Yeah. The truth movement is the health and freedom and truth movement uh, has, has just really gotten uh, pretty weak in my eyes, to be honest with you, because like Chad said, there's just mo most people are just, they have this inner conflict that they're not acknowledging and, and it's, uh, it's easy to point out, you know, and if there was something that I was in conflicted on, I would, I would, I would want to tackle that and do the, the dark work, the dark shadow work. I would want to, I just, um, I'm open, you know, you gotta be open-minded and you can't let your ego and your cultural normalcy of, of, uh, doing things, you know, lead your life. And most people just don't have that capacity, unfortunately. But yeah, we can talk about um, whatever you, any other thing. I think we've covered pretty much every angle. Yeah, well, we've got, I'm, con I'm really conscious of time. So I've only yeah. got you guys for another like a few more minutes. But yeah. I yeah. would like to leave people on, well, actually, I'll leave that to you. Do you want to bring up, because we were going to talk potentially about two things for people listening. So one okay. was about EMFs and that's a, that's okay. an interest, that's a topic that people, like if I posted about Shanghai, people seem really interested in. And then the other one was you, you posted a bit about Tataria and the old world. And I know that when um, Chad sent me a podcast on the, um, the World Trade Fair exposition, I was like, oh, my God, what is all of this about? And went and bought Howdy. What's this guy? Howdy uh, McClowski's book. And yeah, yeah, I was uh -huh. like, oh, my God, this is so obvious. Like, how did I not see this? Or, you know it was just ridiculous when um you look at the factual history it's been coming up so we're not going to get obviously we can leave one of those out there for people to perhaps ponder if they've made it if they haven't been put off with us talking about veganism they're obviously open open-minded so yeah i'll leave it up to you guys what do you want to leave leave it on dave go ahead, go ahead. take oh, the okay lead here. well <laughs> i mean uh yeah there I, I honestly think that, um, you know, obviously there's so much we haven't been told and there's so much that's been suppressed. And I think it's really exciting to uh, learn about that, which has been suppressed and is coming to light now, because that's what the apocalypse is. It's just the unveiling of that, which is, has always been hidden. Right. So I think with the old world and in Tartaria and the mud floods and this architecture that um, utilized, uh, you know, sacred geometry to create free energy and harmonics and somatics and all these things, incredibly interesting. 
Um, but I think the, the, the more important thing is just to focus on our own spiritual growth and, and morality and, and being in line with natural law. And those things, those truths will eventually be well known as we continue to go through this apocalypse, you know, but the, that's kind of a distraction in my opinion. Uh, so I'll post about it a little bit um, just to keep people, you know, aware that, hey, there's more than we've been um, lied to about. But I think the most important thing is just is morality. And I wish uh, more people would be open to that. And natural law and veganism is a huge part of moral, um, you know, the way we, the way we treat others and, and that coming back to us, you know, so, uh, and the golden rule, I think that's more important than those, those things, but they're really interesting though. That is, do you know what, that's such wise advice because you can get, spend a lot of time getting wrapped up and going down rabbit holes and reading stuff I know I did for a while like when it in lockdown and and actually I kind of stopped because I was like well that's distracting me from creating you know rather than like just thinking about things that I can't change so yeah being aware but we know I think we pretty much know that the whole world is not as we know it so everything's inverse what, what are your what are your thoughts Chad yeah I think obviously they uh they i think they erased our history so we don't know where we've been or who we are and uh make people think that we're just nothingness in a world of chaos you know and, and we're lucky to be here because you know of a of a big bang that happened however many years ago you know what i mean so i think everything is just done to disconnect humans from spirit and so that we don't know what we are what we're capable of what this realm is about what this realm is capable of and um but like dave said you know you can get lost in a lot of these things you can get lost in just um in researching all that and not doing your own spiritual work yourself because there's i mean the our culture provides a something for everybody you know you got netflix you got you can do there's unlimited things you can do to avoid um your own personal work in your own life and so if you can turn that off and and do your own spiritual work while you know that being secondary i think it's great you know because i think it, our history is important so um we we can know what we can get back to you know what i mean mm. as far as energy wise and spirituality wise you know were we breatharians at one point who knows you know what i mean i just i think there's a lot to unpack there and, and i'm i'm interested to see where it goes here hopefully in my lifetime but you know yeah it's Very interesting well times yeah yeah definitely um well yeah what do you do you speculate before we head off like what is in store what do we need to do to do the inner work yeah, I think I think the inner work is the most important thing we can do, and um, I'm I'm learning. Um, I'm being connected with some really amazing teachers that are teaching me about the quantum physics nature of this world, and that you have to, like they say in the Bible, keep your house clean. And what that means is keep your mind clean of impure thoughts and that which you do not want to create, and to focus on that which you want to create, and to realize that it, there's only you the reality is only you it's only you and that which you are creating with your thoughts um and the, the importance of prayer and meditation and affirmations and saying i am this and then that will happen um it's taking responsibility for the energy that you put out and what's in your mind keeping your house clean and having faith 
And when we talk about when Chad talks about the spiritual work, that's what I'm talking about is having faith that is no matter how chaotic things seem out there, that God will take care of you. If you are doing the work, if you're in harmony with natural law and you're realizing that your imagination and your thoughts, keeping your house clean um, and on the quantum level will create the reality that you seek that's full of abundance and harmony. And uh, I think that's the most important thing we can do is so, so taking time to pray and taking time to, to, to meditate. And when we need help, asking for it and having faith that it will be given and having gratitude because gratitude is the highest frequency. So have gratitude, even if you don't have it yet, fake it till you make it say, thank you. Thank you, father. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, universe. Thank you for providing this wealth and abundance and prosperity and clarity to me, even if you don't have it yet, but you know, you want it is just thank you for this. And it'll come and you'll attract that because you remember your thoughts create that which you attract and absorb. And, and so keep your house clean and continue to have faith amidst the chaos is the most important thing we can do. Yeah, I, I love, love that. It. Yeah, that's a great note well, to, to yeah. end on. Yes, keep positive. Thank you. Is there any, and I'm going to put links to where people can get in touch with you. Um, how, how do you like people to contact you or would you rather they didn't but <laughs> can they just look at your website what what do you what would you like oh myself well mm. um yeah i mean instagram i i have to kind of tone down things to not get deleted again um but the telegram chat is where i'm able to post i post phone conversations with these mentors these spiritual mentors so we, you can listen in people are people are loving these conversations just listening to them so my telegram is truth is the golden rule and instagram is sort of my uh, watered down, <laughs> don't get deleted uh, information. Uh, and Chad, Chad, I think you've got a couple of Instagram handles, right? I don't know if you're tel on Telegram too. Um, yeah, just Instagram is, which is just C Kilgore 47. And my other one, I have an art, but you know, if you're looking Amazing. for the good stuff. It's... You need to come back onto Instagram and post some more. I know. Chad. You've been way too quiet. I've, I've been busy and social media has, has, I don't know. I've been disillusioned by social media, I think. No. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, with you, yeah. I'm over <laughs> it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I just, I, I hate that. I, I don't, um, my business kind of requires me to have some sort of like yeah. uh, presence and I just, I'm going to manifest not having to need that presence because it is ultimately a distraction. I find myself just like staring at my phone for a while and trying to put things together. And I'm like, I could be doing that and I could be doing manifesting this and this. And, and it's yeah. just, it's, 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 um, it's challenging, but it's kind of like a necessary evil at the time being. And, uh, but I'm able to make a lot of connections and share good information with people um, who, uh, you know, we're building the tribe, you know, it's, it's exciting to, to um, when people are on the same vibrational frequency like we are, it's really exciting. And uh, I think it helps a lot of other people feel like they're not alone. And, you know, you know, yeah, yeah, this is, we're going to do this, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword. It was good for me. It was good for me because I've been, you know, me and my wife are basically, you know, we're on the same page. So, and I haven't, you know, I've just been out of touch with social media and stuff. So we, I have nobody else to talk to in the, recent weeks and months so but dave um i'd like at some point i don't know if lisa you'd be down to do a part two but i'd like to talk about more about you know 
organite will um right crystals and, and all that stuff so, oh yeah I'll be, yeah i'd definitely be up for that 